Extended family, children's church is now open. Children's church is now open. Excited to have children's church. We're going to be in the in the neighborhoods this week, knocking on some doors, asking some mothers where are our children. Middle school church is open. Amen. Middle school church is open. High school church, if we have any of our high school students who are in high school church is open. Amen. We bless God to be here today. Don't take anything lightly. And we are excited to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. There we go. All right. Today we're going to start a new sermon series entitled Full Steam. at least one point in the history of any company 
It's a saddening report that the earthly church has been missing the moment to rise to the next level of performance for some time now. And as a consequence, our homes as well as our communities have been suffering tremendously. The 21st century church has become weak and feeble. We have become complacent in being mediocre and we are lyingly and we lyingly justify the church not operating at its optimum level with talk such as God has us right where he wants us. And when he's ready for us to grow, we will. That sounds good, but the problem is it's simply not true. One of the books uh, that God has established in the Bible was the book of Acts. And though many Bibles headline this amazing book as the Acts of the Apostles, this book is actually a book of action. Notice it is called the book of Acts, not the book of Reacts. It is about the initiative and action of the Holy Spirit in the lives of the disciples who were once cowardly, unassured, and ignorant. This book gives us a picture of what it looks like when the church is healthy. And healthy doesn't mean without issues. But a healthy church deals with its issues and lets nothing compromise the, the condition of the church community. Let me say that again because I need you to understand that the church is going to have some issues. As long as the church has people, the church going to have some issues. Amen? And so, and so do you know that, that the, church, the churches all over the city are supposed to be the most powerful entities in every city of the world? simply because the church, which is you and me, are supposed to be filled with the Spirit of God, thus the power of God. The book of Acts shows us how in one setting, after the Spirit has dropped, Peter, who once denied Jesus three times, uh, instantly became a mega preacher when he checks the naysayers and draws 3,000 people to come to Christ. I'm so sick of hearing people give excuses to why their ministries aren't exploding with power when the reality is our churches aren't exploding with power. The reason is because the members have chosen pleasure over power. We have chosen pleasure over power. Please hear me and hear me good. There is no success without sacrifice. There is no there will be no success without sacrifice. And, the one, and one of the biggest problems in the 21st century church is we have been taught to shout and we have been taught to dance, but, but uh, we've been taught the church lingo, but we have yet to be taught uh, that there has to be a sacrifice. And, and, and the preachers aren't teaching sacrifice because you can't teach and expect to see from the congregation which you're not willing to do yourself careful when you are under the leadership of folk that can only preach parts of the Bible. But because the church is not operating in its optimum potential, neither are the families, neither are the schools, neither are the workplaces, because the most powerful positive presence isn't present. And when it isn't present, this is where evil will always reign. Andrew Grove said, uh, there, is at least, there is at least one point in the history of any company when you have to change dramatically, Lord have mercy, to rise to the next level of performance. The church has failed to change, thus the church has failed to dramatically rise to the level of performance. And I know i got some people in here that are super holy, uh, and, you know, and, and today, and, and, and they might be thinking, the church is perfect. But the, the church doesn't need to change. It's the sinners that need to change. And my response to that would be the kingdom is perfect, but the church is flawed. The kingdom is perfect, but it's the church that's flawed. And because we refuse to change, we lack in showing the love of Jesus to the sinners so that change in their lives can occur. 
an unknown author uh, coined one of the most powerful and one of the most used uh, quotes ever to be used or written. And, and, and it said, uh, uh, when I am sick and tired, in, in order for the change, in order to change, we must be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, and I don't know about anyone else in here, uh, but I am sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. I am sick and tired of the church being sick and tired. And, and I can just go ahead and, and show you this. You, you know how you know when the church is sick? and tired because anything sick lacks the power to operate uh, in the manner that it was created to. In, in other words, sick things don't do what they were supposed to do effectively. And, and the church has been sick for some time now. And, and that's why in this season, if we are going to operate at full force, we are going to have to take our sick churches back to the doctor, which is Jesus. Uh, 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 I heard a song when I was uh, uh, down in the Louisville jail facing 20 to life down there, I heard a song and it said, uh, uh, Jesus is my doctor and he writes all my prescriptions and he gives me all my medicine. He's in the room. And, 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 and we never want to see our churches. And if we ever want to see our churches healed, we are going to have to take them back to the real doctor for a shot of what I like to call spiritual penicillin because the church has been dealing with some different STDs you know, sinful, transmitted diseases. And, and, and if you know anything about uh, 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 STDs, then, then, then you know that, that you got to deal with it because some of those uh, uh, STDs, if you don't deal with them in time, they can, they can cause you uh, uh, to become sterile or unable to give birth. If you, if you know something about them, And, and such is the same in the spiritual realm. If we don't deal with the STDs of the church, then the church becomes sterile and unable to birth anything. And maybe that answers some questions. Why is no one really getting saved anymore? Why, why is it that they come down to the altar and they, they say the, the so-called sinner's prayer and they accept Jesus into their lives, but, but two weeks later they're back doing the things that they was doing before they ever got saved. Why, why, maybe this answers some questions of why are the churches not busting open with new membership and, and why are the churches producing the same old preachers from yesteryear? You know, uh, uh, I'm so sick and tired of these young preachers uh, stepping up to the plate just to sound like who they sat under for the last 15 years. Can I just go ahead and let it be known uh, that, that, that the way that you uh, use the octaves in your voice does not, does not uh, 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 exemplify the depth of your walk in Christ? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so tired of this old preachy religion. Amen. Maybe, maybe this answers some questions. Could it be that the churches have been flowing with STDs for so long that they have become sterile and unable to birth power? Uh, unable to bring forth deliverance, unable to lead people into a true relationship with Jesus. Lord, don't let us be sterile anymore. Another side effect of STDs uh, can be that if not dealt with in a timely fashion, they can cause, uh, they can cause blindness. Uh, again, I would like to suggest that, that maybe the church has become blind in the fact that we are not fulfilling the Great Commission. Matthew 28 and 19 uh, through 20, we find Jesus saying, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. I was in this conference a couple of years ago. And, and I heard someone say that the church, watch this, the church is in the greatest time of the history of the church. And hundreds of people that was there agreed with him. And, and I began to wonder immediately, what did he see that I wasn't seeing? But, 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 but I now realize that wasn't the proper question. My question should have been, are you blind? Can, can y'all not see that this is the worst time of the church? And, and, and it's not, it's not uh, the worst time of the church because there aren't enough people joining the church. Uh, this is the worst time of the church because the people in the church aren't growing. 
aren't serious and they're not focused. And the problem with all that is we can't see that we're in trouble and we can't see that we are in a mess and we can't see that no one is being changed, let alone transformed. But we are seeing, Lord have mercy, but we are seeing in the worst ways how our sad, sick churches are failing folk and not just folks, but they're failing, they're failing the communities. The unknown Arthur said in order to change We must be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we have talked about when you know how the church, I know you know that when the church is sick, but let's talk about uh, when you know that the church is tired. The definition of tired that I found that I'd like to use says uh, that, that tired means to be fatigued, often to the point of exhaustion, obviously worn down, used, run That, that, that would easily explain most of today's churches, amen, that, that they have been worn down by hard use because in an attempt, watch this, uh, uh, to win the world, we got used by the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, 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 so we gave the world our finances and, and they took the money and ran. We, we, we paid the world's electric bills and they took the assistance and ran. We, we, we fed the world's hungry. They took the food and ran. And now that the churches are tired and depleted, and the very world that we have exhausted ourselves to help is the same world that has turned around and started hating on us after receiving our help. If you know anything about STDs, then you know they will keep you tired. Infection drains you. Infection drains you. In fact, scientists say that that some uh, that some of the signs that you are dealing with an overly tired body is lack of goal making. Exhaustion can leave you tired and without energy to set goals and stick with them. You, you, you might be able to make goals, but you will set them aside and be unsure of when you can return to them. May I suggest that the primal goal of the church is to bring God glory and to win the lost to God? That God, that, that goal is hardly even spoken of in the churches anymore. We, we talk about the building projects. We, we talk about uh, the van ministries. We, we talk about all of the auxiliaries uh, that we have popping off at the church. But what we don't talk about is the mission, is the great commission. You understand what we were called to do. This explains, this, is, uh, 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 this explains why, why the church isn't growing because the church lacks commitment. Amen. It lacks commitment in making goals. Number two, the second thing uh, that they say that you can tell is a sign of an overly tired body is lack of, watch this, lack of concentration. Lack of concentration happens when you are exhausted and can't focus on the task that you have started. You, you, you may have a big task to complete, but you can only give it five minutes before you become frustrated and give up. This explains why many of us don't read the Word anymore, because we are, you, you are so tired that you can't focus on the Word, Lord have mercy. This explains why our prayer, prayer life has no power. Because we only have the energy and patience to pray five-minute Candyland prayers, which usually consist of begging. And, and since we can't stay focused on the Word and we have no prayer life, it isn't long before we just give up on God altogether. And I know that there's some of you that may be saying, I might stop coming to church, but that don't mean that I give up on God. And, and my response to that would be, uh, most often when you stop coming to church, you ain't at home reading your Word. Most often when you stop coming to church, you ain't, your prayer life didn't increase when you stopped coming to church. Truth be told, you really wasn't reading your word that much and praying that much when you was coming to church. Now, why in the world would we believe that you stopped coming to church and all of a sudden got holy? Amen. And so, and so, and so, so, so I, I want you to catch this. I want you to catch this. I want you to understand that when you turn, watch this, your back, when you turn back to sin, that is giving up on God. That is giving control of your well-being over to the enemy. And you must be tired and blind to actually give your well-being over to an enemy of yours. But it happens every day. Every day, the so-called saved 
give themselves over and their well-being over to the enemy. How is it that, that Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit would come, he, when he comes, that he would lead us into all truth, but we keep being in the most messed up situations? How, how is it, how is it that, that we're saved but we're losing? I never read anywhere in Scripture where Jesus was losing. I never read anywhere in Scripture where the disciples or the apostles were losing. How is it that some 2,000 years later we get a hold of this great manuscript and can't seem to figure it out? Can I tell you, it's because we have, we have too many gods before us. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we've got so many gods before us. We, we've got the God of social media. What you mean, Pastor? We don't read the book because we're too busy reading Facebook. Uh -huh. And then we're trying to figure out why we can't stop cussing, but, but all your friends on social media cuss. And not understanding that while you're reading the post with all the profanity in it, you're cussing. Lord, have mercy. And we don't see the trickery of the enemy in that. I said this uh, a couple of days ago. I don't, uh, some, some of the greatest witnessing you can do is to walk away from Walk away from the people in your life that refuse to be saved. Uh, that sounds hard. Who, who would tell somebody to walk away from people just because they wouldn't be saved? Jesus. Jesus said it. He said, come out from those that are not holy. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. And when you come out from what is not holy and stop touching what ain't clean, I will receive you as sons and daughters. So that gives us the, uh, the, 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 the understanding or the indication that until we come out from what ain't clean, we not accept it. Now, we were talking about this earlier in new members class. Uh, uh, what's, what's so powerful about that is, see, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's, here's why you're not experiencing God the way that you should be. Here's why you're not seeing signs, miracles, and wonders the way that you should be. is because we're not following God like we should be. Now, we want, we want the blessings. We want the joy. We want the peace. We want the love. We want the understanding. We want the healing. We want all of that, but we don't want him. You see, and, and, and because, because most of us come out of a place of where we, we operate in usury, we come to the church trying to operate in usury when it comes to the things of God. But I want you to understand when Jesus said, I am not mocked. What you sow, you will reap. How is it that we came to the place where we just happy with just waking up? How are you just excited about waking up? Sinners woke up. Huh? Dopings woke up. Alcoholics woke up. People who hate Jesus woke up. We bless God for, and don't get me wrong, I, I want to wake up tomorrow. But, don't, but what I'm saying to you is, how, would that, how did that just become enough? I just bless God, I'm in my right mind. I, I know some people who don't, who don't bless God, and they in their right mind. I mean, I'm just saying, so, so, so why is that enough? When the book has so many different promises of operating in his power, operating in his glory operating in his majesty. We just happy to be woken in our right mind. You know why we have such a low, uh, 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 you know, a low standard of living? Because we, we haven't seen folk operate in the blessed. Oh, you can't tell me. I ain't seen nobody. That ain't yeah, 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 yeah. I pretty much can. Because if you see a winner, you, you, you train from the winner. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? And so, and so, and so, and so, because we we've been taught over the years, come to church, say all this great stuff about God, even though you don't experience it from God. And and, and truth be told, subconsciously you catch a chip with God because you keep saying all this great stuff about God, but God ain't showed up in your life like you speaking on Him. Can I just go ahead and bless you right now and tell you stop lying? You God don't need you to lie for Him. God don't need you to talk about how awesome He is, and you really don't know it for yourself. He's really that awesome, whether you know it for yourself or not. You understand what I'm saying to you? The reason why when you witness to people and you're not winning people to Christ is because you really don't believe in what you're witnessing because it's really not happened for you. 
You, you know how the story is supposed to go. We can make any story up and make it go the way that it's supposed to be and make people understand. You know, so I have a relationship with God. But let me tell you something. When you are in relationship with the Lord, when you are in the presence of God, when it is that you spend time on your face, when you turn your plate over, when you're serious about the things of God, that's when people begin to feel a power as you begin to witness. And they begin to understand that you are coming from a place of his presence and not just what you heard too. So tired of people tired of witnessing about what they heard because they not experienced it. How did you think that you was going to win somewhere, somebody uh, talking about something that somebody else went through? And how is it that you get saved and become prideful? It ain't even your story that you're talking about. How, how do you get the big head with somebody else's story? Pastor, you seem you seem like your own one today. I am because I'm tired of the saints losing. I'm tired of the saints, uh, let me put it like this, I'm tired of folk thinking that they saved, not saved, nowhere near saved, and headed to hell, don't know it, but you can't tell them because they think they got it all figured out. Don't read the Bible, don't do not do no whole lot of praying, don't don't break down scriptures, don't look into anything to see what if, if I'm telling the truth or not, but you can't tell me because I'm going. Why are you going? Because I said I'm going. That's just like when we found out that we said, uh, 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 I said, well, how many are in here love God? And everybody raised their hand. And I said, so how many keep the commandments? And didn't that many raise their hand? And I said, well, let's just see what Jesus said. And Jesus said, well, if you love me, then you keep the commandments. Then I came back and I said, you remember that, Coach Jack? I said, I said, now, how many of you, if you say you love the Lord? And guess what happened? Folk raised their hand. You know why I think was raising their hand? Because they were saying, you ain't going to tell me that I don't love God. And I said, but I didn't. Jesus told you. He said, well, he ain't either, evidently, because you raised your hand again. You don't get to just uh, love them. You don't get to be down with them just because you say you do. <laughs> see, 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 see. Uh, uh, you know, some some of us got that stalker spirit. You know, yeah, I tell Mary all the time, you, you can leave if you want to, but where you be, I'm gonna be too. Amen. You 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 can go to another church. By the time you turn around, by the time the second song is over, I'm sitting. Singing with you, baby, you know, because some of us got a stalker spirit, right? And so, and so, and so, so, so we see it all the time in the church. Why? How, how, what do you mean, Pastor? How, how do some of us have a stalker spirit? Because we don't keep the commandments. Jesus said, if you don't keep the commandments, then you don't love me. But you say, yes, I do. And Jesus says, no, you don't because you don't keep the commandments. And, 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 and you say, yes, I do love you. And Jesus says, no, you don't because you don't. Get, he says, yes, I do. Stalker spirit. But guess what? Stalking ain't going to get you stalked in. You don't get to stalk in. You understand what I'm saying to you? See, see, the reality is what he says settles it. Oh, Lord. What about that? What he says settles it. Not what we say. Not what we believe. Not how we feel. None of how you feel, what you say, what you think is in the word of God. Unless you are in alignment with the scriptures. Amen? Now, now here's what I want to ask you real quick before I go on. Because I'm almost done. <laughs> this is what uh, this is this is what I want to I want to show you. The son who gave the guy on his cross, and not does Jesus just die on the cross? It's the worst. $10, $15 in, you know, you know, you, you really wasn't that man. You know, that's $10, $15, dollars, right? You, you, you put $50 in, yeah, you know, it was half on the light bill, but okay, man, I'll let it go. But if you put, you know, put a stack in, you put two, three thousand in, now you got a whole attitude, right? Could you imagine Jesus investing his son? Investing his son. And get this, we come to church. This investment. We begin to learn 
what it meant. And, and we understand that, that how God felt about Jesus. He said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. This, this, is, this is who I love. This is my boy. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and, and so, so we get to understand the importance of the investment. Amen? Do you really believe then the importance of the investment that you really get to do or do, that you really get to switch up the covenant or the deal to how you see fit. Think about that. With such a major investment, invest your child, niece, nephew. Huh? Invest them on the strength that once you begin to understand this, you are to operate in this. I see that you understand it, but then you don't operate in it. How would you feel? everybody just get to go in? Would, would you just accept everybody's love just because they said they love you? Let's take it deeper. Let's just break it down. Let's, uh, I was watching uh, a movie uh, called Philadelphia with Denzel Washington yesterday. He kept saying something that kept making me laugh. He said, uh, uh, explain it to me like a six-year-old, like a six-year-old. Let me break it down like a six-year-old. What, what, if, what if you gave your child on the strength that when everybody understood To, and you said, you said, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. You said that, 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 that you were expected to keep your word. And on the strength of that, I'm going to let my, you're going to let your child go. Not just go, but horribly, horrifically go. And then, get this, you watch me live contrary to the agreement. Are you upset? I'm asking you, are you upset? really think that you can do this how you want to do it and get in it? Do you really think that he thinks so little of his son that you can do it the way you want to do it and get in? I'm going to tell you something. I don't believe in trying to scare people into doing right, but but when, when, you, when it's broken down like that, you ought to be, some, some folk in here ought to be concerned. Some, some, some folk in this building ought to be concerned with how they see their walk. And how they believe, because let me tell you something, all that, he'll forgive you, he'll just forgive you. Let me tell you something, Hebrews 10, 26 said, said for without, he says, after you, uh, 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 if you continue to sin, if you willfully sin after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a remission of sin for you. In other words, what happened on the cross, don't, it, don't apply, it don't apply to you. And I know this ain't exciting, and I know this isn't like, oh man, he's, he's pre, no, no, just getting too much of what you want, which usually ain't the truth. You get now what you need. Pizza's good, but Brussels sprouts is healthy. And I love you far too much to get, see, because I know, I know, I know how to preach. Y'all come down here and, and throw money on the floor, don't they? Won't they? They'll throw money on the floor, they pick up the church. Remember those scripture the church, they pick up the church and throw them, get so excited. Oh, I'll preach you into happiness. You're just going to go to hell when I'm done. So I want, you to, I want you to learn the truth because we've been dealing with these lollipop pastors for far too long. And, 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 and the problem with this is we ain't going to make it in. Third thing. Third thing. And I'm almost done. Third thing, uh, a third sign that the body is overly tired is a, and this is a deep one, and we, we kind of discussed it, uh, uh, a disconnecting relationships, disconnected relationships, that's, that's the third one. Exhaustion can lead to the inability, watch this, to nurture relationships, and whatever isn't nurtured dies. And, and, and this is the reason that so many of our so-called relationships with God isn't producing fruit. It's because there has been no nourishment on our parts, and as a consequence, the relationship has been over. But we have just been too tired and blind to see it. I mean, if, if you don't want to be in a relationship uh, where your spouse isn't nurturing, what makes you think God wants to be? You know, if, 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 if uh, I wish my wife was here because I, I could talk to her. Uh, but if I, if I uh, so, 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 uh, uh, Mimi, uh, if some young man comes up to me and he decides uh, that you are the cat's meow and the dog's bow wow, and he, he wants to court you, that's, 
eat your food, but he don't call you. Two days later, he show up out of nowhere, and, and uh, uh, you know, you, you take him and you swipe the card, and, and, you know, you buy him a couple pair of shoes, and he say, I'll be back later on tonight so we can watch the movie, and then he don't show. When, when, when you do conversate, uh, he, he's not talking about y'all, he's talking about him. He, he's not nurturing you. You understand what I'm saying to you? Uh, so I'm going to ask you, uh, what's his chances with you? Are, are they slim? Uh, you, 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 done, you, give, you come to the point where you say, you done, you done got for me all you're going to get, but, but this is where we're going to end because I see now you ain't, you ain't for me. You for you. You just, you just using me. How, how do we, why do we think that God don't get the mentality? And here's the thing. When you came, he knew you was playing games. Can I go ahead and bless you? When you came lying, he already knew you was lying, but because he loved you. He going to let you because he didn't want what you was running from, kill you. So, so, so it was the love. Watch this. Can I go ahead and bless you right now? Somebody needs to write this down. It was the love that saved you, not, not, not that you played him, not your manipulation. He, he knew you He knew you wasn't going to stay around after he blessed you, but, but he didn't want it to consume you because he still has a plan for you, so he saved you. It, it wasn't that you, you know, you, you know see, because we, we think we can talk so good, we can sell water to a well. You understand what I'm saying? So, so you know, sometimes we get into prayer, Lord, if you let me out of this one, I'm telling you, you ain't never got to worry about me again. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to win them to your name. I'm, I'm so through with it. Shando, coco, bache, a cocoa, pimples, and rice, crispy treats. Hallelujah. I'm with you, Lord. Because we have this manipulative spirit, we and, and, and when we come out of prayer, and then the next thing you know, God brings us through, we'd be like, even God. Subconsciously, you say that. Do you know that? Subconsciously, you say that. You, you say, even God. How do you subconsciously say that? Because when he brings you through, you go back to what he brought you out of. And then when, so, so, so then when it begins to kill you and begins to destroy you again, and when it begins to take from you over and over again like it always does and it always will, then you find yourself back trying to manipulate God. And, and you think it's because, because you, you was able to talk, because I was able to talk you into the shoes, because I was able to talk you out of the meal, because I was able to talk you out of your body, that I'm able to talk anybody out of anything. And so, so that's the problem is, again, what am I ready to say? We keep on playing God like we play man. So because I can manipulate you, I think I can manipulate him, and it must be working because I ain't dead yet. But the reality is, he says in his word, I am not slack. Don't think that I am slack in my promises. It's just the fact that I've got something for you, and I hope you get it together before I have to be terrible to you. (laughs) Or before what it is that you desire over me destroys you. Before what it is that you desire over me destroys you. Isn't it amazing how we love things that hate us? I don't love nothing that hate me. Sure you have. Sure you have. That's why you stayed in there so long. That's why everybody can see it but you. Because you loved what hated you. That's why you don't have to treat good people in your life. If somebody ain't going upside your head, you don't think it's love. If somebody ain't cheating on you, you love. If somebody's good to you, just tell you the truth. Watch this. Be careful of when you don't like the truth. <laughs> oh, God, why am I going here now? Well, be careful when you don't like the truth. Because you're so used to being lied to, you don't know what to do with the truth. Uh, so some of us got to the point where we're so, we so protecting of our flesh, we're so protecting of our feelings, that we'd rather you lie than tell me the truth. I, I, I was there. I was there. She said, just tell me the truth. I said, okay, I slept with her. She said, you should have kept that to yourself. I'm confused. You said you wanted the truth. You said the truth. I, look, I'm not going to trip on you. I'm not going to go off. I already know. We Just tell me the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I don't know. have a clue. Look, look, look. If we going to be together, we got to be able to trust one another with our mistakes and all of that. You know, y'all say stuff to make us say stuff that you really don't want to hear. And then when we say that stuff, then you don't keep your word. Okay. What happened was, and I didn't get out. 
but you wanted the truth. So now we, we get to the point, and this is why we love Candyland Church, because we don't have to deal with truth. Think about this. The, the, the old folk have a saying that says, when you know better, you do better, right? It should have been said, when you know better, you got to do better. Because do you know that in the Word of God, we, we understand that once you understand the Word, you are supposed to do the Word. So do you know that you are, when you walk out of here and you and you don't begin to operate in the things of God, and you've heard it, you've heard it, I love what uh, uh, Sister Anita said, she said, you know what, it don't take long going to this church between before you begin to understand right from wrong. No matter how many years of a line you done heard, you begin to understand in the first couple of weeks right from wrong. You already knew right from wrong, you just needed somebody to tell you, you know you wrong. You know it ain't right. So when you walk out of here, guess what? You walk out of here without excuse. And this is why this church isn't full. It isn't because the folk can't preach. It ain't because the people can't sing. It ain't because the building ain't beautiful. It ain't because of any of that. The church, the Apostle Paul, the biggest church that he ever pastored was about 60 to 62 people. That he didn't, that's right, the guy that wrote the most of the New Testament, he, he pastored a church that, that wouldn't even be considered a, 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 a 200-person church, a 100-person church. Why? Because the sayings was too real. Do you know that if Jesus came back and, 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 and the Apostle Paul was his youth pastor and Jesus was the pastor, I could grow a bigger church than Jesus. Because you'd go over there for a minute for his stuff, but when he began to require of you. <laughs> see, see, we got, a, we, we got commitment issues in the 21st century church. I can commit to taking your stuff, but I can't commit to loving you properly. And, and, and this is the problem with, with a whole bunch of 21st century church relationships. People in church relationships. You, 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 you understand what I'm saying to you? You're used to people taking from you. Lord, have mercy. But you're not used to them giving back. So you come to the church and you, what, what happens? Abused kids abuse their kids usually, right? Most times we find that they don't. A lot of times that they don't. But most times abused kids abuse their kids. Amen? And, and uh, 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 kids who watch they, they mama get beat on by their daddy usually beat their women. This, this is this is just you know not every one of them, but th this happens. This is this is this has been proven time and time again. Guess what? So used people come to God and use Him. Used people who's been used by people that they you know uh, disrespected God for didn't come to God to use Him to get past the pain from the one that they disrespected. Y'all ain't hearing me up in here. Lord have mercy. You know, can I just say, can I just say, y'all should never be losing. I tell my daughter all the time, she's 11 years old. I said, by the time you're 16, no man will ever be able to get over on you. I'm going to tell you everything. I'm going to tell you everything. They're they going to hate you. They're going to say stuff like, you must be gay. No, she just might be smart. No, no, she, she's not gay. She's got somebody that loves her enough to tell her the truth. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and that's what I'm doing with you. I want, you see, they can sit back and say, Pastor, I don't know if he's saved or not. But, but, but the reality is, no, nah, it, it ain't that I ain't saved. It's just you can't get, y'all can't get over on him no more. <laughs> you, you, you was cool going to church with him when, when we was over, you know, you know, when you were still able to do him however you wanted to do him. But you don't bring him to church over here because you understand they're going to look at you different if you ain't right. Amen? Let me get on out of here. I got six. And because there has been no nourishment, watch this, on our parts, as a consequence, the relationship has been over, but we've just been too blind and tired to see it. Now, now, get this. I'm going to tell you how to stay away from STDs and, and, and how to protect un the unity community from them as well. Because let me tell you what we're doing in 22. Let me tell you what I am purposely doing in 2022, okay? I am purposely forming us or setting us in the position to where we don't allow anything to come in and play us. The mission is too heavy. The mission is too deep. The mission is too deep. Yes, sir, sir. Is that the first one? Is that next one? Okay. <laughs> Protect the unity of unity. I'm like, hey, where's that good hair at? Not that you ain't got good hair, brother. I'm just saying. You get, I'm over like, hey, that don't look like Edwin. Oh, no. We, I'm going to have to put this microphone down. Oh, no, you're not. Not right in front of me like that. Protecting the unity of unity. 
Karen, want me to tell you why you like it? Somebody walking here and it ain't Karen, you better be, hey, Mer, what you doing there? You better be your sister. See, you appreciate that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, y'all better learn how to, yeah, I said, I was perplexed. I couldn't even go on with the sermon. I'm like, what's going on right here? <laughs> Plus, I was going to tell, right? <laughs> I was going to go over there. Hold on a second. I'm going to need when people come in today, child's husbands and wives, just to yell out, Brother, it's my brother. Protecting the, you see what I'm saying, though? Protecting the unity of unity. See, she's not just, she's not just La Crystal. She is a part of the unity community, thus we have to protect her. When Edwin's not here, you understand, we are to come circle as the village. So, so we're going to ask some questions. Well, who at the I couldn't even wait till after church. <laughs> See, and that's how it's supposed to be, though. Uh-uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I ain't heard nothing about y'all. Just give me a second, y'all. Let me get this together. All right. <sighs> okay. <laughs> this is how you want it to be, though, right? Huh? Well, what if you got a job that you're always gone, but your spouse comes to the church? Don't you want to know that, that hey, you ain't got to worry about the members gossiping. The pastor going to call you. I ain't trying to start no trouble. But but get this. I probably ain't going to have to call because I'm, as you see, I'm going to ask. So, so, so here's how you protect the unity community from STDs, okay? Not just yourself, but your church family as well. And we find the answer in Joshua 24 and 15. 24 and 15, we find the answer of how you protect yourself and the community of unity from sexually transmitted diseases. And the Bible says, and if, excuse me, it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in which land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If you are going to protect yourselves and the unity community from STDs, then you are going to have to make up in your mind once and for all who you are going to serve. Now, now I'm going to say something deep, and I warn you, now this, this is going to be a little out there, but I promise I'm saved. STDs in the natural are received through sexual relations. STDs in the church, in the spirit, and in the spirit are received through influence. And, and what has happened is, in an effort to again win the world, the church let the world come in, come in and operate without repentance, without salvation, without deliverance, without integrity, without love, without truth, and without training. And as a consequence, their influence, the way that they see things and the way that they think, was allowed to intoxicate and disrupt the whole plan and mission of God for that ministry. If we are going, watch this, if we are going to go full steam ahead in the plan and the mission that God has for this church, then we are going to have to spiritually, we're going to have to stop spiritually sexing the enemy. Yeah. We're going to have to stop. If we're going to be successful, if we're going to save the younger generation, if we're going to, if we're going to break through to, to, to young women so that they understand their worth, if we're going to do everything that we were called to do, please understand me and understand me, please. The church was not built for us to sit back, read scripture, eat scripture to each other, sing old school hymns, and then go home talking about Rev Show did preach. The devil is a lie. We have a job to do. We have a job to do that we have been failing greatly and miserably yet. We have a job to do. And if we're going to be successful, then I'm going to say it again, we have to stop spiritually sexing the enemy. How are you going to intertwine with the one that hates you and expect to get to the next level? You understand what I'm saying to you? Each and every one of you in here, in every area of your life, where there is darkness, where there is sin, where things aren't right, you know that you are expected to do your best to clean that up? 
And do you know that, 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 that the reality is you ain't expected to do your best. You are expected. Let me, because I was going to let y'all off nice. I'm sorry. You are expected to clean it up. Did you know that? You are expected to clean it up. Yeah. It's not okay. I don't care who you are, what you do. It's not okay. You are expected to clean it up. And let me tell you why this world don't fool with us. And, and, and it's dangerous that they don't fool with us. Because watch this. This, this younger generation, they want the truth. They want the truth. They do. We, we just, we've been playing with the truth for so long, they don't fool with us to clean it up. You see what I'm saying, people? And, and it breaks my heart because, because they've been burned by a fake church for so long. When you come over, they, nah, I just don't even give it a shot. I don't even give it a shot. So, so, so how, do we, how do we remedy this issue? you come to church and go back home and operate like you always have, stop trying to witness to people. They're not going to listen to you. Nothing that you went and heard had enough power to make you change the way that you operate. So I'm not fooling with you. I'm not fooling with your church. Thus, they probably won't fool with God. Do you know that some of you are here with the straight up responsibility to walk this thing out because you've got people in your life that need to walk this thing out. What if I'm correct? They say I dream. I'm done. They say I dream a lot. And so, so, but, but, but what if I'm correct? And what if the reality is we are the church that's called to change the game? What, what, what if we are the church that's called to change the game? What, what, what if we are the church what if we are the church that's called to stop all of this senseless violence? What if we are the church that's called to do things like churches have, in this, especially in this city, have never done before? Think about it, how crazy life has been. How has the church in Lexington changed? I'll wait. Name me a church with as crazy as it's been that has got out on the front lines and said, Do you understand that the Bible says that the disciples turned the world upside down on the strength of their commitment to Christ? We can really change the game. Yeah, 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 there's going to be calamities. Yeah, there's going to be tragedies. Yeah, there's going to be hell. Yeah, there's going to be madness. Yeah, there's going to be craziness. Yeah, there's going to be those things. But do you know that we can change the game? And when we refuse to move, full steam ahead. When we refuse to believe that we can change things, things just stay, they stay the same. And if greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, if that is true, but we won't operate in that precept, then we are failing not just ourselves, we are failing our children,
some of you anyway because some of you might not come back. That world is on the move. It looks good to us. We like it. We like it. That's why we stayed in for so long. But not in our watch. We have a secret thing. Until I got your last name. The ring is nice, thank you, and I'm gonna keep it, but not until I got your last name. The 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 the, 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 the uh, thank you for all the gifts. I dig all of that. Not till I get uh, not till your last name. Keep your ring. I want your name. When we begin to teach our women that they are more than sexual deposit spots, that they that they, that they don't need to be holding the pack, the pistol, or the potential penitentiary sentence, that's when. That's when we will begin to change the game in the street. No, we don't need to have no more rallies. We don't need no more uh, 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 cameras. We don't need any of that. We need to sit down with the young women and say, baby, don't you know what you're worth? Do you know, do you, do you know who you are? Do you know that without you, there can be no us? We have to go back and, and, and retrain how they've been, uh, 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 how there's been a derailing in their thinking where they, they think that, that the hell that they go through is it's all that they're worth. Do you know the reason why you take care of Because that's all you think you're worth. You, 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 my, my wife, my wife, may she rest in peace and God be happy with her, uh, that passed away. Him, she told me one time, I said, I said, she, she kicked me out the house. She kicked out, this is in my book. Uh, I mean, she kicked me out the house and then she let me back. And I said, I said, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you're glad I'm back, you know, you because know, I'm a Mac. And she said, you ain't a Mac. She said, you only do what I allow you to. So, so don't get mad at your man, get mad at you. You don't want to allow it. But, but if we could step back and get the, Pastor Sony and Pastor Miriam and Pastor Sherelle and Pastor Schneeple to be talking to some of these women and, and, and explain they worth. You'll begin to understand that some of the things around you will go for less. And you'll get them away from you. And then the ones that really make it, guess what? They'll boss up, they'll man up, they'll do what they're supposed to do because they'll understand what you will need. They can't reach you. You see? So, 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 we going out there with or without the whole church. That's why you sit here, for, because a group of people were ready to die, and a man, a man beat on the strength of you to save all of you. So if he died to save us, why ain't we ready to die to save them? See, that's, that's Bible, but that ain't attractive. Everybody in here just had one of them Cedric the Entertainer moments in the barbershop. And they said, we ain't playing no more. They said, yeah. He said, yeah. He said, he said, we mean business. He said, yeah. He said, yeah. He said, we ready to die. He said, they said, yeah. He said, huh? Pastor just said, really, we ready to die. 